This is the Sonic Truth. The Sonic Truth is brought to you by Veritonic, the audio intelligence platform empowering marketers to understand and quantify the most effective ways of using sound. The Sonic Truth is also brought to you by Advertising Week 360. Tony Minuto is the president of the creative and consulting agency Wordsworth and Booth. Wordsworth and Booth creates award-winning audio advertising with clients like Burger King, Pepsi, Fiat, and more. And on this episode of The Sonic Truth, Tony and Scott discuss effective ways brands can adjust their audio advertising when there's a change to the status quo, like we're seeing now, and all of that without sacrificing creativity. Also, the pair discussed how Tony's background as a comedy sketch writer is coming in handy during the COVID-19 crisis. Thanks for tuning in, and once again, welcome to The Sonic Truth. Our worlds are obviously pretty intertwined. You know, we come from different ends of the spectrum, and and you've banked uh, your career on audio, and as as have I. So, why would you say that is? And and maybe give us a little background on on you personally, and kind of how you got here, and how audio is is woven into that. Sure. So, I you know, I I'd, I'd love to say that my career in audio is part of some magical, calculated, smart plan. Uh, it really wasn't. I I started out my career in advertising at creative agencies. Uh, then I left. I wrote comedy for TV for a while. Uh, then I wound up at an audio production company. And then I wound up at CBS Radio uh, as VP for content for CBS Radio. And then had the opportunity to join Horizon Media and develop my own creative agency within a media company. So I've seen, I've seen audio from many different points of view, um, the creative side and the broadcast side. Uh, and the production side. So tell us, tell us what it's like to uh, be a comedy writer. Let's start with that. You know, comedy is a lot like uh, advertising. I've spent half my life in either of those fields. So I started in advertising as a copywriter, and uh, so I understood marketing and and what needed to be in a script. And then from the entertainment world, you learn how to engage an audience. So. Uh, and a lot of my writers now are improv guys, uh, improv people, um, and we have the same process that we would use if we were do writing it, doing an improv sketch. You know, tell us a little bit about Wordsworth and Booth and and how uh, you know, how you act, what you do, why you're different, and maybe give us some context of of what you're working on right now as we're all locked in our homes. <laughs> sure, I mean the the good news is that we are busier than we've ever been. Um, our clients still need to get messages out. Um, and luckily we are, fortunately, we're in the audio uh, industry where we can have actors record from their homes. Wordsworth and Booth is a creative agency um, specializing in audio. Uh, we have half of our writing staff are comedians or entertainment writers who understand the, the hooks and how to engage. And the other half are marketing experts, um, strategy people who understand the medium. Being housed within Horizon Media, we have access to uh, consumer insights, uh, data, um, people like you, um, third-party partners who can inform us as we're about to embark on either a strategy for a brand in audio or coming up with a script. Our combination of entertainment and sort of off-the-cuff artistic comedy angle, which is the only way you're going to ever engage an audience. And then the other side of it is applying the smarts 
and learnings that we get from data, consumer insights, what works uh, tactically in radio commercials, uh, direct response funnels, having a hook at the top, a conversion. We're audio nerds. We're really into the mechanics of, of audio. So what are some good examples of, what would you say, like something that, that you've created or worked on either recently or, or initially where you're like, right, this was this was the one of the best ads we've ever made or the best campaigns we've ever worked on. What's like a shining star of of this, of, of somebody being focused on audio where, where that would come from you? Um, we did a campaign for Burger King a few years ago. Um, we s- recorded them uh, so we did, we from the ground up we rethought radio advertising for them. We uh, invented a new way to do casting with uh, real people for audio. We um, recorded at a Burger King drive-through and um, had a complex system of misdirecting the people coming up to the drive-through to not know that they were being recorded for a commercial. We hired improv actors to run the drive-through microphone to catch uh, spontaneous reactions from customers. Um, so the the amount of effort that went into a radio recording session uh, was le- is equivalent to a TV shoot. Um, but taking that care was something that we had we felt was necessary to get the end final product, and it worked well. They renewed the campaign. We produced 30 of those commercials over the course of two years. We came up with an audio campaign for Fiat when they were introducing the brand in the United States, and we created live events in order to capture the audio. We did live events in Los Angeles and New York with uh, storytellers on stage with a, fo- with a packed house, and we, ex- we mic'd everything that we could possibly mic, and we recorded it and turned them into uh, innovative two-minute Uh, commercials of stories of people telling experiences that they had related to the brand of fiat. So spontaneous, authenticity, uh, adventure. It's just really about taking care and and we're proud of those. We got a Mercury uh, nomination for innovation on the fiat work. Um, Burger King was just super successful for the brand and we're happy about that. And what what does success look like for like fiat or Burger King? Like how do they Obviously, you love the spot. You know it's creative. Everybody's excited about it. Like, well, how do they say like this was great? Um, what does that What does that bar look like for them? The amount of um, people that went to the Fiat website to to build their own Fiat as a direct result of the campaign was was measurable because there was this um, vanity URL at the end of the commercial. So they were able to track more than expected number of people. What, what do you think is like, you know, we talked about humor being hard to do sometimes in audio. It's certainly harder to measure than maybe other emotions. But like, what are the things, other things that maybe you feel like people don't think about when when I'm thinking about audio? Like one of the things we notice is, for example, is time, right? Audio and time are very connected. Uh, you talk about a vanity URL and, and DR and direct response has been really strong in audio because it has more of a, it's more accountable there. And it, from an attribution standpoint, what, what are like a couple of things that stand out to you being immersed in this, right? Like what, that people might not think about when they think about audio advertising. One is they're going to repurpose the TV for audio, and that's something that they should not do. It's its own medium. You have to, th- we always say, think in sound, in quotes, <laughs> to think in sound. I like that. So, yeah. number two is they jam in everything in the radio that they d- couldn't fit in the TV always, um, and that's not a good idea. Radio needs to be super simple. I always imagine somebody driving in the car and not really paying attention to what's going on, so I just want to be clear 
Uh, in DR, has an extra layer to it, which is a little bit more pressure. And DR, usually, you know, you got to convince somebody why your brand is better. Uh, you need to give some proof why it's better if you can. I always love a good offer in there or a strong call to action. And there's, there's been a lot, a lot of unique things like in the digital world that have become you know, just part of the way the internet works and the way advertising works on the internet. And obviously there's very specific things that are related to that world that have been successful. I mean, not the least of which is like, you know, search engine marketing or paid search or any of those things um, or targeted content or retargeting. There's been a whole bunch of things that happen in, in digital advertising technology. What do you think is are the kind of the things that might be on the horizon or that you're looking at, whether it's voice activated ads or other things, you know, obviously the vanity URL or certain host read type ads on podcasts, like those, those things can be, they, they seem to me like more primitive ways of, of bringing attribution and, and some of these things to the audio world. Do you see technology, uh, whether it's in the smart speaker space or just in the audio advertising space playing a role here? And if so, how, where, where do you think that's taking us? For the mere fact that people are em embracing audio like never before, and the technology is smarter and smarter, and we're learning more and more about who the user is. Uh, it's becoming customized. We're getting more data. Looking at, uh, and from just the day we've scheduled this podcast to now, like a lot's changed. And so uh, where do you see uh, that shifting in audio? Like, you know, the messaging, like are people, what are the big things you're seeing um, shift in, in the campaigns you're creating now? You mentioned, you know, how busy you are. And, and we've seen it too in our platform. The amount of people testing new content has is, is never been higher in that. Like, you know, I'm very, I want to make sure I have data before I go live right now. Whereas before I might not have thought about it. So we're seeing that too. Do you think people are being more cautious? Are there, are there trends you're seeing that are audio specific that are that are related to, to the behavior we're seeing today because of the of the pandemic? Cautious is maybe not the right word. I think they're being smart. We're encouraging our brands to acknowledge that something is happening, um, to be honest, to be transparent. Um, you know, we just worked on a QSR spot that mentions contactless delivery. All of that stuff is important, acknowledging the state of mind of the consumer. One of the reasons I'm lucky that I have a staff of improv comedians, you develop skills about pivoting in the moment. So, you know, that's something that brands can really learn from. And, you know, no one knows what the world is going to be like in two years or two weeks. And so by, you know, by preparing to improvise, to, to think on your feet and shift um, last minute, is is key and what's happening right now is i think that's one of the reasons we're so busy is that people are saying oh audio is a pretty cheap <laughs> and efficient medium right and so like so recently um you did some work with the cdc ad council you know and ad council congratulations by the Thank way you. um we ran a couple of those spots through our platform um which you know, instantly scores uh, for emotional response, intent, engagement, and some of the things that you talked about earlier, both did really well for energetic and powerful. Um, you know, describe how this campaign came about and, and does, this, does this work feel off the beaten path for you? Is this interesting? Is this new? Do you think you'll see more stuff like this? And give us some insight there. So it came about, we have a good partnership with the Ad Council. We work with them on many uh, initiatives um, and we're so we offered our services. We just wanted to know if we could help in any way. And, and as it had worked out, they were working with the CDC at the time and needed some special messaging around for parents to tell kids to social distance and wash their hands. 
And when we got the assignment, it's funny, I in my whole career, every time I get a public service announcement assignment, we are briefed in a way that makes you immediately jump to um, soft voices and piano music and like, right now our country is in crisis. <laughs> and, you know, it's really, you got you to gotta work extra hard to get your head out of that PSA land. Um, I always think of commercials washing over people's ears and that's the kind of thing i think that does wash over your ears we're so inundated with that historically that kind of advertising and i'm happy to hear that they scored well this thing that we always say the commercial better either be informative or entertaining because no matter who anybody is they always are wondering what's in it for me no and it's interesting you know to see how how messaging and and you know, how subtle these things are. And you point out just like the difference in inflection, the difference in voice, um, who's speaking, the, the way they're speaking and that energy level. Um, you know, when, when you have AirPods in, it's a very intimate experience. Whereas, you know, if you're on a smart speaker, obviously it's different as well. Um, so look, we're, we're seeing a lot of change right now in the world. I think, as you pointed out earlier, you know, a lot of some of these habits will stick around. Some of them will, will go away. Um, what do what do you see at Wordsworth and Booth? What do you see coming down the pipe for, for you and and the agency over the next six months, uh, that is exciting or different, you know, beyond this? I mean, hopefully, you know, there'll be some, (laughs) you know, I don't know what new normal looks like. Um, but what, what does the world look like for you coming down the pipe? What are you seeing happening? I mean, I wish we were in the sweatpants business. That would be probably <laughs> a, a great uh, field to be in. Yeah. I mean, who, who really knows? Um, we can take uh, guesses based on what we're seeing right now. I'm assuming that we're all going to continue to be a little bit more isolated um, in our homes, our cars. I mean, exercising alone or going for walks. And I think in all of those environments, audio plays a role, uh, whether it's for companionship or information or entertainment. So I, I think it's the industry is going to be busy. I know we've got recently got some uh, assignments for um, skills development or uh, voice app ideas specifically f- to fight boredom in uh, teens and tweens at home and activities that they can do um, or games they can play within in the home that are purely audio. Um, so I see opportunities for advertisers there and I don't know, six months from now, I'm hoping just to get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. So, yeah, and I think you're right. I think the, you know, it's going to be an interesting evolution and there's going to have to be, uh, you know, a diversity and of, of campaigns and messaging and tone. And I do think that as data becomes... Um, not just not just what we do here, right? As other companies and 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 it's the world of audio gets gets a little better uh, about data, right? And just and measurement in general. When you have that, it, it really opens up the possibilities to try new things. And so, like you know, being able to uh, test pre market creative, for example, you know, makes it uh, you know you might be a little more comfortable trying humor or trying something new. You know, there's the image of radio in the 70s. There's what people think of when they think of podcasts today, like, you know, and how data, you know, lives all across that. Um, you know, and people have different perceptions of what audio is, right? I mean, that's ultimately where you were kind of going on, on a lot of this. And, and I think the reality is people don't know because, you know, there's a generation um, that their first experience with audio is, is podcasts um, now. And there's, there's, there's an even younger generation where their first experience with audio is, is a smart speaker or a voice application, which would have been foreign to us, you know, at, at, at that age. So, um, cause you know, it, 
someone brought up to me the other day, I was like, well, you know, they're kind of saying audio is down because of this. Like, you know, no one's listening because they're not commuting and, you know, listen, you know, this is, this is a problem for audio advertising. And then look, the, the pandemic is a, is a challenge for advertising in general, but you know, as you know, my response was, well, look, look, audio survived the great depression. <laughs> like audio has been around for a while. Like it's not going anywhere. It's just going to take on different forms. And this is, you know, yeah, people will eventually start commuting again. I, I, I firmly believe, but ultimately like people didn't stop listening to audio. They just, they listen in a different place. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I think human beings are hardwired for audio um, and always have been from, you know, telling stories podcasting is the next iteration of all of that storytelling. Um, and I think we're wired in a certain way. I mean, you're coming from the music industry in, in your past. You know the power of listening to your favorite song and how it can trans transport you to either an emotion or a moment in time like nothing else. Um, you know, I smells work the same way for me, but uh, pictures are harder for me to grasp. If I look at an old picture of, you know, some a relative or something and and I go oh yeah I remember that place it has less of a of a direct emotional impact than than suddenly driving in your car and hearing a, a you know that that old song that you played the first time you drove your car in high school uh it it really hits a, a very deep center of the brain next to your emotional centers and it's also very abstract you can't hold on to audio like you can a picture or point at it on a screen you know, it's it's in the ether, and um, because of that, I think people don't talk about it in the same way. They feel it, and um, it's you know we we're doing we're doing some songs for a client right now for a commercial, and um, we had four different demos done, and <clears throat> we all listened to it, and I liked the first one a lot. I thought it was spot on. I didn't think we had to work any harder, and the client said, well can we hear some more options and more like this and this? And it's such a weird conversation because it's all based on kind of, you can't point at something. The product name was mentioned. The description was clear, but you know, when you start talking about musical genre or style or feel and feel is so abstract, it was, it was the kind of thing. And, and the conversation ended the way they always do, which is we'll know it when we hear it. And unfortunately, uh, that's how it is, and you guard for that. That's why you do four or five different demos in different genres to to make sure that your your bases are covered. Right now, and and look, that's a perfect way to wrap it up. We'll, we'll know when we're, when are we done. We'll know when we hear it. <laughs> um, well, listen, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I think there's a lot of great insight here, and I think you know what you're doing. Um, is is different and unique and i think there there should be more people aware of of the focus on audio the power on audio and how important um you know good audio creative is uh, and so thank you for taking the time today tony thanks so much scott